0: This morning, over breakfast, Kathy and I watched the red-green Christmas special. Um, that's just about all I'm going to say about that. But for those of you that are red-green fans, uh, there's that segment in the show and, and where Harold says, here's where we use those three little words that men find so hard to say, ah. I don't know and today I want to tell you what I don't know I've been in this business for a lot of years I had the privilege of growing up in a Christian home when I was a little kid in Holland my mom and dad took me to church every Sunday took me to church on Christmas Eve I married a Christian girl we have been to church all of our lives And after I got old enough and finally figured out what I wanted to do when I grew up, I went to Bible college, and then on beyond that, I've been a pastor for a good number of years. My kids like to remind me, Dad, when you came to and you didn't have any gray hair. Uh, And I've been preaching about Christmas for a lot of years already, but there are still things that I don't know. And maybe you can help me out with some of those things, but there are some things that I don't know, but there are some things that I do know as well. So let me tell you, first of all, some of the things, or share with you some of the things I don't know. I don't know exactly when Jesus was born. Now, the year that he was born could be anywhere from 7 B.C., to to 3 AD or or 3 uh, in the common era, if you like to use that particular terminology. We don't really know for sure, and it has a bearing. Remember way back when we talked about the switch of the millennium, the Y2K thing and stuff like that? Well, we don't really know when when Jesus was born, and we really don't know when the millennium is. Right now it's the year 5,000 and something in the Jewish calendar, but that really doesn't mean anything. I don't know what year Jesus was born. I don't know what day Jesus was born. Conjecture says that Jesus was probably born somewhere in September, but really no one knows. And we've chosen December 25 because uh, it's an alternative to the winter solstice celebrations. I don't know about you. When I woke up the other morning, it was the 21st and the 22nd of December. I said, yes, the days are going to get longer. But we chose Christmas as an alternative to the, or December 25th as an alternative to the winter solstice celebrations that used to happen. And what we've done is we've taken some of that symbology, the lights and and different things from the winter solstice, and we've transferred those into the Christian celebration of Christmas. So I don't know exactly when Jesus was born. I don't know how Mary got to Bethlehem. People will tell you, well, it was on a donkey. Well, I don't know that. The Bible doesn't say that. We're guessing at that. I don't know how Mary made it to Bethlehem. We don't have anything in the Bible talking about a donkey. I don't know exactly where Jesus was born. The Bible doesn't say stable. Probably not our concept of a stable either with the wooden posts and and, and the wooden floor and the windows and the doors and all that. When I was in Israel a number of years ago, the Bedouins kept their animals in caves. And the Church of the Nativity where you go in Bethlehem now, there's a cave. It's way down below in the the dark recesses of the church and they've got a big star there now and it probably doesn't look anything like it. All we know is that she laid them in a manger. That's all that we know. I don't know exactly where he was born. I don't know how many wise men came. Tradition says it was Melchior, Caspar, and Balthazar, and that they came on camels. The conjecture is that they were Eastern royalty and that they would have probably traveled with an entourage. If you're packing that much loot like those guys were, it's highly unlikely that you would have been traveling alone. They would have been traveling with some armed escorts. And I don't know where they found him. I don't know where they worshiped Jesus because it wasn't in the stable. And the star wasn't part of the nativity. Matthew says they found the child in a house. And the magi, the wise men, don't really belong in a nativity scene. Now if you come to my house after the service tonight, you'll find the wise men in the manger in our manger scene. That's just the way it is. But if you look at it from a biblical perspective, it doesn't really fit. So I don't really know where the wise men worship Jesus. So there's lots of things that I don't know. I don't know when he was born. I don't know exactly where he was born. It was around Bethlehem. I don't know exactly how many wise men came, and I don't know where they worshiped Jesus. But there are some things that I do know about Christmas. Joseph was told you are to give him the name Jesus. Why? Because he will save his people from their sins. The New Testament name Jesus is the Old Testament name Joshua. And both of those names mean Yahweh or Jehovah, whichever word you like to use. Yahweh saves or Jehovah saves. That's what his name means. I know what his mission was. He came not to earth to die or to just rather to live as a baby or to live as a human being. His mission was to die on a Roman cross for our sins so that we might be reconciled to God. And there are words that we use like atonement and propitiation, which means the offering of a a sacrifice to appease someone's anger, justification that we can be be declared righteous in God's sight, reconciliation that we can be reconciled to God, redemption that Jesus bought us out of the marketplace. That was his mission. And I do know what his qualifications were. The Bible says that Jesus was both fully human and both fully God, and I can't explain that. But if he wasn't fully human, then his sacrifice means nothing. He had to be fully human in order to pay the price for you and me. He had to be exactly like us, but without sin in order to pay the price. And he had to be fully God so that the price would be worth enough. If he wasn't fully God, if he was a created being like an angel, the price would have never been enough. And so I know that, because that's what the Bible tells me. There's something else that I know about Christmas, and that is this, Jesus will not save everybody from sin. The Bible says that he would save his people from sin. Now, his gift, his life, his death is enough for everybody, but it is only applicable, it only works for those who have chosen To receive him. The Bible says, to all who received him, to those who believed on his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Think about this. Do you remember the movie Titanic or remember the the story of the Titanic? Many of you have probably seen the movie. And hundreds of people drowned in that disaster because there were insufficient lifeboats and the lifeboats that were used weren't completely full. But think of this. If there had been enough lifeboats, do you think people would have said, as the lifeboats were lowered and they had an opportunity to get in, do you think people would have said, nah, I don't think I'll bother with that, I'm going to swim for it. And that's kind of like Christianity, you see. Christ offers us rescue from disaster, from destruction, from eternal death and damnation. And some of us say, no, I'd rather do that on my own. There's a lifeboat here, folks. It's called Jesus Christ. And all he asks you to do and you and me to do is to believe on his name. To those who received him, to those who believed on his name, he gave the right to become children of God. It's not good enough to just believe in the lifeboat. Some people will say, oh, I believe in God. Or I believe in Jesus, the lifeboat will only do you some good when you step off the big boat, you step into the lifeboat. There's another thing that I know about Christmas, and that is this. Christmas isn't just for children, old ladies, and weak men. And the common concept of Christmas is things like children's programs and Carol concerts and decorations and baking and cooking. I don't bother decorating the Christmas tree anymore because I don't do it right anyway. Um, No. My wife does it better than I do. So then, and this year, our granddaughter Brooklyn decorated the tree for us, which was really nice for both of us. But my experience is this. My background before I became a pastor... I worked in the bush for a number of years. I spent three years of my life in logging camps. I've worked in the mines. I've worked on the highways. I've driven truck, spent 11 years driving truck. And you know what? The guys that I worked with in the bush, the guys that I worked with in the mine, the guys that I met on the road in the coffee shops and in the, in the, in the talk sessions, and you know what the name for those are. They've all got the same needs. Why? Because the Bible says that all of us have sinned and fall short. Therefore, all of us need to be saved. There's another thing I know about Christmas, and that is this, that Jesus has saved me from my sins. All of my eggs are in that one basket, and that one basket is Jesus. I have no other plans. My plans are that when I die... I go to heaven to be with the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because I trust and believe that he died to save me from my sins. That's all I've got. I don't have anything else planned. And when I stand before God at the end of my days, when someday I pass away, and I stand before God and he says to me, Bill, tell me why I should let you into my heaven. The only answer that I can give him is this. I believe that Jesus died for my sins. That's all. It's not about how good I've lived. It's not about how well I've done or how selfless I've been or any of the rest of those things. I believe that Jesus died for my sins. And the reality is about Christmas that Jesus came to seek and to save all those who come to him. So what do you know about Christmas? Do you know all the details? Maybe you're missing some of the facts like I am. But do you know his purpose? Do you know that Jesus came to save you? And if you believe that, and if you're saying, sitting here this evening and you're saying, yeah, I believe that, I'm in that lifeboat, then my question to you is, are you living for him? Are you serving him? Are you giving him control of your own life? Or are you trying to run that yourself? And if you've never, if you've never gone to Christ, never gone to God the Father in prayer and say, you know what, Lord, I believe that Jesus died for my sins, maybe tonight you can do that. Maybe tonight you can say, I believe that Jesus Christ came to save me from my sins. His name is Jesus. It means Jehovah or Yahweh saves. Why? You shall give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. And I trust that's true for you and me.